Hi there, Heather here. Glad that you have joined me for today's podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, sorry there isn't a video of me to go along with this audio. It's been a long day, not feeling very camera camera confident, as my friend Crystal would say. But I wanted to take a moment uh, before I, I kind of set up this episode for you to just acknowledge some things that have been going on. Uh, so today is July 4th. Over the past week and a half, there's been a lot of heavy and sad stuff happening um, around not only um, the U.S., but around the world. There's a lot of this that I do want to address, and I will, but it's going to be a little bit before I do so. Um, for now, what I want to say about the, the happenings um, is that my heart hurts um, for our country and the other countries around the world that are experiencing um, violence and war. And I'm, I'm angry um, at our lawmakers. Um, I, don't, I don't really understand what some of them were thinking. Um, and I'm saddened by the loss of life um, due to gun violence. Um, gun violence from, um, you know, people shooting innocent people and also police officers shooting people. Like, I just... It saddens me that that this continues to be a narrative. Um, but I'm gonna again. I there's a lot to process, um, and so more more to come um, as as I do. Um, right now, though, I I want to give uh, you an episode that will hopefully bring um, a small distraction um, uh, to you for a little over an hour. Um, hopefully, it brings in some laughs for you. Um, and you can uh, you can cringe with me as we <laughs> as we watch and listen to uh, some things from my past. <laughs> when I first recorded this podcast, it was pretty long, so I did decide to split it into two episodes. So in part one, we are covering how toxic positivity showed up in my life over the last four years. If you are not familiar with that term, don't worry, I cover the basics uh, in this podcast. And in part two, uh, which comes out on Thursday, um, I do go deeper into what toxic positivity is and how to overcome it. So if you're listening to the podcast um, on your favorite podcast platform, uh, here's a heads up. We are watching, again, we're watching some videos. We're going to review some content on Instagram. So if something isn't fully explained, I apologize. Um, You can always hop over to YouTube and check out the video. Um, at a later point. Link is always in the show notes. Um, So I say that. Is the link in the show notes? I'll try to make sure the link's in the show notes. If not, you can find me over on YouTube. Okay, cool. Got it. All right, with that, let's, uh, let's get into the episode part one. Hi, welcome everybody. Welcome to Connect the Dots. Uh, If you are new here, this is a podcast, um, also a video podcast if you're watching on YouTube. Um, But on this podcast, I take the time to dive into deep thoughts. So those deep thought provoking questions that come across my mind. Uh, We discuss neurodiversity. I interview interesting people and I do episodes about navigating the workplace and how all of these things kind of come together um, and we work to connect the dots across all aspects of this journey that we call life. My name is Heather and I'm your host for this journey. Uh, I'm excited to have you here with me. Um, The past um, couple weeks have been a lot. (laughs) So um, it's been, I know uh, my post or my podcast from last week uh, was late. Um, so my apologies for that. Um, it didn't come out on Thursday. It was just, I, I posted this on Instagram. Uh, it was just, it'd been a heavy week um, with a lot of different things. And I just, I, I just couldn't, I, I didn't have the, I didn't have the like mental capacity or like space uh, to sit down and do a, a fun episode. Cause that's what the the fifth Thursday of, uh, when we have a fifth Thursday of a month, it's a fun episode. And I just, 
couldn't find I couldn't I couldn't find anything fun that I that I wanted to talk about uh, in order to get the podcast out on Thursday. So I hope that you understand, right? I'm not going to force. Um, I'm not going to force fun. <laughs> uh, if if I'm not if I'm not feeling it, then um, then we're just gonna we're just gonna delay it and, until I can get back into that right headspace. Because I want I, I want this to be authentic. Um, I, I don't want this to to be. Uh, like I said, like for, I don't want it to be forced. I don't want it to be fake. Um, I, I pride myself on um, being as authentic as I as I possibly can, and you know, making sure that that I'm sharing my my thoughts and I'm sharing if I if I quote somebody, if I uh, go and, and pull stuff from resources, I'm sharing that too. And uh, and then I am who I am, right? If you were to meet me um, outside, you, you know, in of this digital world, right? In, in, uh, in real life, as I say, um, you wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so you'd be like, you're exactly the same. Yes. Um, the only difference would probably be just simply that, um, I'm not talking. <laughs> I like to, I like to talk in this aspect. Uh, and I, and I like to talk in, in some situations, um, but typically, uh, I am an introvert. Uh, I am a reserved introvert. If you are familiar with neurocolor um, an- analysis, um, which means, right, I, I do I recharge by um, by being by myself. So that is, I think, why podcasting for me is like it's one of my favorite things to do because it is other than when I do interviews, right? This is a solo activity. Um, it speaks to my introverted, reserved heart. Okay, that is enough. I have jabbered on enough about uh, whatever. Let's get into today's episode. Um, today, <laughs> this episode is really, it's one of self-reflection and growth. I'll, I will be very honest. Because I think it's important to reflect back on things from our past. Um, and it meant when we were wrong. Or maybe when we had a skewed point of view. So on this Deep Thoughts episode, we are going to go down the rabbit hole that is toxic positivity. Um, And specifically, toxic positivity in my life. I have always been a positive person. Um, If you've known me for um, any amount of time, you would probably say that is true. Uh, I try to see the good in situations, the good in people. I try to spread happiness and joy. Uh, always trying to see the silver lining in, in things. And there isn't anything wrong with being happy. There's nothing wrong with being positive. But it's when we are focused on being happy and we aren't allowing ourselves to feel other emotions. That's when it leads to pop to toxic positivity where it doesn't matter what's going on. You're, you can't acknowledge the other emotions in yourself or other people. And that's when it starts to become toxic. And we'll, we're going to get into a lot more as we go along today. So don't worry. But in early to in early 2018, I was going I was going through a lot of emotions. I had lost my stepfather and my grandmother um, in the two years prior. Uh, my relationship with some of my family was was pretty tense. Uh, my job was was pretty stressful, and I was really in a place where I was longing for some positivity. Uh, I was really needing that positivity in my life because it just everywhere I looked was just was sadness, was grief, was hard, anger, all of those emotions. And at this point in time, inner Rachel Hollis. I don't know exactly how Rachel came onto my radar. It's probably from somebody on Instagram um, sharing something that she did or maybe like a Facebook ad or something. I don't know. Um, But I started following her um, in and her then husband, Dave. Um, she had published her first nonfiction book. Her non, oh gosh, 
her first nonfiction book, aside from cookbooks. Uh, this book was published in February of 2018. It was called Girl, Wash Your Face. Uh, I remember getting it on audiobook and listening while I was working. Um, I had a, my role at the time, I had um, some like really heavy admin kind of tasks where I was like sorting through things. And so I would listen to books while I did that because I could do the two at the same time. Um, and, and I was bought in. Uh, I was bought into this message uh, that she was that she was putting out there, this, this self-help, this self-improvement, this uh, personal development message that Rachel was sharing. I was in. Uh, I started recommending it to people, uh, joining Facebook groups, again, following on Instagram, sharing things on Instagram, posting on Instagram, um, really, really in to the, the culture uh, up until the, up until the point too, of I was, uh, I almost went to a conference, um, one of the conferences that she held, um, me and two of my friends, um, we're going to buy tickets and go together. Uh, I had already put like reserved the Airbnb, um, in Minneapolis, I think it was Minneapolis. Um, I'd already reserved our Airbnb though. Um, and we get on to get tickets. Two of us didn't get tickets. One of us did. I was not the one. Uh, so I canceled the Airbnb, right? So I couldn't go. I was kind of sad about it. Um, I ended up going, I think like the next year I did her like this is during COVID. I did the online uh, conference that she did. So I paid the money uh, and watched online on a Saturday, like, you know, for however many hours it was, watched all of these speakers, taking all the notes. I bought the t-shirt, like, you know, I, she sold journals. I bought the journals. Um, I have, I think two or three of them. I bought her second book, Girl Stop Apologizing. Like I was in it, in it. Um, some of the like phrases that she would commonly use were like choose joy or made for more. Speaking of made for more, she had a documentary called made for more. I went and saw it in the theater with a friend. Like I was all in toxic, toxic positivity <laughs> looking back. Right. At that point, I didn't feel like it was toxic. It didn't seem toxic to me. So it felt good. It felt like I had something else to work toward. Um, it, it felt like I had like somebody helping to give me direction on where I needed to go because I was in a very, I was in a space where I was a little lost. I, I wasn't really sure on, on, on what to do with my emotions. And, and so, so enter again, Rachel Hollis and, and all of the things that she brought in and it really, it right place, right time for, for me. <clears throat> and I, I will say, I will give her credit for helping me start the origins of this podcast. Um, because it was all about like pushing yourself and doing more and just, just go ahead and just, just jump, right? Go ahead, just do it because you're made for more, you know, push toward it. Um, so I, I will again, give her credit for the origins of this podcast, not the podcast because, um, that came two years later. Um, but the origins of it. So, uh, let's travel back in time a bit. We're going to go to August, 2018. And this is where, uh, and this is when I started the, at, uh, Heatherby.ig account, uh, which we're going to look at here in a few minutes. I'm going to share it with you. Um, which, I mean, if you're on Instagram, you can go look at it now, right? It's the current one that I use because I'm not going to change, um, right? It's been there now for almost four years. I'm not changing the name of it. Like, I'm not just not going to do that. It is what it is. Um, so we're going to go take a look at it. We're going to go all the way back to the beginnings. Uh, but first, we're going to start by watching a video that I posted in August of 2018, where I reviewed the book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Whew. I have not watched this video. I'll be very honest. I have not watched this video probably since I posted it. I may have watched like little pieces of it just because I was like, oh, I forgot this was here or, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is here. <laughs> um, so this is going to be like a reaction video to my own video. Awkward. Sorry. 
Um, but I'm going to give you my unfiltered reaction, right? And I'm going to be critical of myself. I'm going to call myself out. Um, if you've watched, there's a video I have right now on, on my YouTube channel. It did not come out as a podcast, but um, on, on the YouTube channel, I do have a reaction video to one of her podcasts. Um, where, and if you've watched a reaction video to anything of this nature, watch the video, we'll pause it, we'll talk about it, we'll pause it, we'll talk about it. And I'm going to treat this just like I would treat any other reaction video. Um, because I think that's important. It's important for me to be honest about where I was and we're going to take the good and the bad. We're going to talk about it all. So let me just, before we go any further, I don't want to digress anymore. All right. We're going to share this. That should be, there we go. All right, everybody. So this is a 13 minute video. Um, we can speed it up if we need to, but you can see, right? So this is August 19th of 2018. It's had 44 views. Look at that. Yay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's, um, let's, let's see how, uh, let's see how I did. Oh, goodness. Girl, wash your face. <laughs> hey, folks. Welcome to, um, my desk. My name is Heather, and today we are going to review one of my favorite books. Oh. Y'all just... Okay, we'll, we'll just keep going. I'm sorry. It was one of my favorite books, definitely, at the time. Now, before we hop into this, um, if you like what you see today, if you want to see more of this stuff, please let me know. Please like the video, the little thumbs up sign down there. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the little notification bell so you know when the next video comes up. I am looking forward to making more for you. So the book I want to talk about today is Girl, Watch Your Face by Rachel Hollis. This is a truly amazing book. Number one on the New York Times bestsellers list. So this book is changing lives. I want to tell you kind of my favorite. Oh, this is... Changing lives. Changing lives. Okay, sorry. Sorry. I know there will be, there will be, again, there are, there are parts of, of what will, of what I guess is probably in this video that are good self-reflection things and all that jazz, but, oh, I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm cringy to myself at this moment. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Let's continue. <laughs> about it, what I learned from it, you know, the top three or four chapters that really spoke to me, and then I'm going to give you my five takeaways at the end. So let's get into it. Girl, wash your face. It brings together 20 lies that we tell ourselves as women. And she works through like how she overcame them in her life. So she'll, she says like chapter one is this lie. And then she goes through to tell you like her story of how is that her lie? Like, how did that impact her life? What did that do? And then she talks about ways that she overcame it. So the first one is going to be chapter three. The lie, I am not good enough. So she starts the chapter by discussing the fact that she's a recovering workaholic. Um, and this is a term I've used many years about myself, though I still have those tendencies. So speaking of workaholic, um, <laughs> you know, if... Um, you've listened to the podcast um, a little bit. Uh, we, we've talked about uh, the term workaholic and uh, and how, um, yeah, and, and how I've, I've thought about it and, and worked through that as well. Um, okay. Yep. Let's, sorry. <laughs> I'll link the, I'll link the post below um, uh, or the, the podcast. I'll link the, the workaholic one where we talk about it in the, in the notes. Growing up, I was an only child for 12 years. Always told that I was smart and given praise for my good grades. And when I didn't get those good grades, well, getting a B would mean I'm definitely being grounded. So for the span of my entire time from elementary to high school, I made two Bs. One in seventh grade English because I failed a test on Old Yeller and one in ninth grade algebra. Um, because I just didn't get what the teacher was saying. Making those Bs made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Would I lose the love of my parents because of it? 
Of course not. No, they're not gonna love me less. But they, you know, they pushed me. They loved me regardless. They wanted me to be the best that I could be. In adulthood, how this has shown up is as a woman in the technology industry, I have often been the only woman in the room and the youngest person. It didn't help either that I'm only 5'3". Um, and most of the men I worked with were like, you know, six feet tall. Uh, so they just kind of forgot I was there sometimes. So I always felt like an imposter. Like I wasn't good enough to be there. I didn't deserve to sit at that table. But looking back, I worked my tail off. Y'all, that, and I'm going to say this. That is a phrase right out of the Rachel Hollis um, dictionary phrase, phrases that she uses is I've worked my tail off and I, I've even said it on this podcast, I think, um, or I've, I've said it in, I've said it in other things. Oh, look at that screen. Look at that. That, ooh, <laughs> that, that pause is fantastic. Heather. great. Um, but yeah, that is, that is definitely a phrase right out of the Rachel Hollis handbook. Um, of, I've worked my tail off um, to, to do this. Um, nobody, you know, works as hard as me, blah, blah, blah. Get to that table. I hustle to make opportunities for myself. Hustle. Oh. <laughs> I hustled. Hustle, hustle, y'all. Oh, Lord. Um, okay, I, I want to say this, though, right? I did work. I did work really hard. Um, I, I went, you know, I was in college. I, um, you know, I, I worked hard at my job. I trained myself. I did extracurricular, like like studying and learning of things um, to be able to do a good job. So I, I don't want to negate all the work that I did to be at that table, to be in those places. I won't negate that work because I am proud of that. But just the phrasing of it here just is not, it's not in the right, it's not the right mindset to have about it. And in the, at the end of this chapter, Rachel says one of the things that helped her most was to hustle for joy. And when I look back at, at how I hustled and how I worked hard, I did it for joy. I loved training people. I loved leading people. Those are things that I am passionate about. So I hustled to make those things happen in my life. Today, I have all of those things, same things that I enjoy. But I also go after the belly laughs. I go after the vacations, the quiet times on the back porch swing with my husband. I want all of it. And I am good enough to get it. And so are you. So no. chapter and so are you. <laughs> There's a video that I'll that I'll link down in the in the um, notes that I'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, but it's it's a TED talk, and in that particular TED talk, the the young lady was talking about toxic positivity and how it worked in her life, and and one of the examples that she used in there was. Well, if I can do it, you can do it too. <sighs> the basic statement, like the sentiment of the statement is, it, you know, is I think it tries to come from that place of, of like, I want to encourage you and support you, but it, you can't blanket statement that fact to everybody. If I can do it, you can do it too. Um, or, you, you know, that, that type of thing. You can't blanket that statement um, because that is not always possible um, based on people's circumstances, based on the privileges that some people have um, that others don't. So I think that is part of this problematic toxic positivity is when you aren't acknowledging that people do have different um, upbringings and different, um, you know, resources, um, those types of things. You have to be able to acknowledge those things. Now here, right, I said, you know, if I'm good enough and so are you, let me, 
let me make sure that you do understand, right? At the end of every episode, I end it by letting, by reminding you that you are worthy, that you are loved because you are. I think it's part of that kind of phrasing or that thought process around you are enough. Um, as a child of God, you are. Again, it's it's the, the twisting of it into that kind of toxic place that it, it's hard. It's hard for me to go back and hear this again. Um, and, and I know, and I, and I apologize, like if my commentary on this isn't, maybe making a complete um, connection or a complete sense. Like I said, I have not watched this. I am watching this. It, Yeah, I did not watch it to prep. So this is just how it goes. Again, I I am trying to, you know, I, yeah, just, I'm trying to, this is who I am. I don't, I don't want to prep the perfect things. As you can tell in, in this, like I wrote out this, the script for, for the video that we're watching and I still write out scripts for my podcast, but I don't stay, I don't stay on script 90% of the time. <laughs> I do not stay on script. I typically, here's my base thought. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me go around it, uh, to, to fill, to fill in those, those spaces. So, okay. Sorry. Back to the, okay. Uh, this is the lie. I should be further along by now. So social media really does bring out the best and worst in me, pretty much everybody else. But I love to see my friends and their kids. It's back to school season right now. So it's huge uh, for people to be putting up those pictures. I like to see what people are having for dinner because I love food. And I love it when people share inspirational quotes and motivational stories. I mean, I am a sucker for a two minute video that like makes you want to like rise up and just conquer your day and even makes you cry a little. Social media is also a place that causes me to second guess the decisions that I've made in my life and to compare myself to others. So seeing a girl from high school, social media still brings that, uh, can bring out the worst in, in, in people. Um, I'm going to say that that statement, that particular statement still holds true that, that it is, it's hard, like it's hard sometimes to like not compare yourself to to other people. Has already um, made herself like a, a successful businesswoman. Maybe it's an influencer who has this perfect life, um, and she's eight years younger than me. Gosh, you know, it's so easy to say, "Why not me? Why can't I be that person? Shouldn't I be farther along by now?" You know, when I graduated high school, I started college. I got married between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And so many people in my family told me that you'll never finish college. Not ever finish. Well, let me tell you, um, I finished my bachelor's degree in four years working a full-time 40 plus hour a week retail sales job. Ooh, ooh, hard work. Um, and I have since completed my master's degree. I put in a lot of work to build my career and so many times I have thought, why am I not farther along? What am I doing wrong? What's wrong with this picture? And reading this book and thinking back, let me tell you what I am and was doing wrong because this still gets me, right? I still struggle with this. I was second guessing the journey that I am meant to take. I was speaking negativity into my days. I was comparing my beginning to someone else's middle. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think, I, I, I don't agree nor disagree with, with all of the things that, that I'm saying here. Um, it's important to remember, like when you're comparing yourself that, everybody's journey is different and that you don't know the, the background and the circumstance and, and kind of where they are in that journey. Cause if they're, you know, if they're showing all of this big stuff, they've worked, you know, they've hopefully probably, um, have years of, of like moving towards that goal. And so they are farther along in your journey. So you can't compare yourself starting out to where they are now. Um, like if I were to compare myself, 
um, to somebody like, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of who I could compare myself to. Um, uh, maybe let's say, um, one of the, one of the original podcasts that got me into podcasting, coaching for leaders, Dave Stoviak. Um, if I tried to compare my numbers right now to his numbers, that's not fair because he's been doing it like 10 or 12 years longer than me. So there's no way we're comparable. And so I think that's, that's an important part to remember. That is good advice to remember that you aren't, your journey is going to look different than other people's and that you don't have to be in this, the same spot um, because they, they've, maybe they started before you or, I mean, heck, maybe they started after you and, and they're further than you and you, and you're like, but wait, they're further ahead than me. Um, guess what? You don't know the, the things that they might've had to get them there. Maybe they had a different background. They had a, a different, um, push a different promotion. Um, I think about sometimes thinking about YouTube specifically is when you see somebody like if you start your YouTube page and you don't, you know, and you've maybe you've had it for a couple of years and you know, like you've been putting out content, um, but you're still like, you still don't have that many, you know, subscribers, right? Maybe you're, you know, still under that like thousand subscriber mark. And then somebody, you know, comes along and they start their YouTube channel. Their YouTube channel is about a completely different topic. And all of a sudden they have 5,000 subscribers because it's the topic that they chose to focus on is one that is maybe more popular at that point in time. So you can't, you can't compare those two journeys because you're, you're not, it's not the same thing. This is a concept that Rachel talks about a lot. Um, that really inspired me because I'm just at the beginning of my journey while that influencer that I was talking about, you know, started working on her journey many years ago. There is no such thing as an overnight success. So we have to pick ourselves up and get to work. All right. The next <laughs> chapter is chapter 17, the lie. To work. I am defined by my weight. Oof. I have listened to this chapter several times since I first listened to the book because we definitely, you know, we have a culture that the emphasis is really put on how much you weigh or how you, you know, how you, how you look. And that emphasis can really be crippling for anybody, you know, man, woman, child, adult, anybody at any age. It is something that can be absolutely crippling to you. In high school, when I was in marching band, I was part of the... Okay, I I know what story's coming up, so I'm just going to pause there for just a moment. Um, This is is one that's still, um, I think, it's still one that I I struggle with, um, is is the weight, you know, that that I'm not defined by my weight, or that, I'm sorry, the lie that that I am defined by my weight. Um, It is very hard to to kind of combat that and so the the story that i'm about to tell you um i don't think there's a need for a trigger warning um on it because it's not about uh, you know uh, any kind of eating disorder or anything like that but um it's just it's a real story that i think part partly did kind of shape my mindset around my around my relationship with with my weight um so yeah and i can remember people in my family saying that the flag corps was for the big girls so i mean i didn't really think about it then um but you know thinking about it today and, and talking to you about it this is this really had an impact on my self-esteem. You know, I was on the I was on the flight course, so I mean, I guess that made me a big girl. 
I mean, really? I wore a size seven or nine when I was in high school. I mean, I think I weighed 115 pounds, 120 pounds. I love to weigh that today. I wasn't a big girl, but that is what I thought. That was in my mind. I yearned to be skinny, thinking it would help me be more popular, uh, get me maybe one of the popular boys to ask me out on a date. But, you know, I wasn't a big girl, but I was letting that weight define me. I was, I was letting that thought that, that my weight was, was a defining part of my life. Now, I've ridden this roller coaster of about the same 25 pounds since high school. <laughs> um, it hasn't mattered though what size I am when it comes to my abilities. I am still a highly educated businesswoman. I am still a friend. I am still a daughter. I am still a sister. I am still a woman. I am not defined by my weight. Now, there's a second part to this equation that I want to talk about. So while I am not defined by my weight, I am responsible for taking care of my body. God gave me this one body and it's my responsibility to take care of it. And taking care of yourself should be your number one priority, ladies. Whether you are a single girl in high school or college or you are married with 12 children, does not matter. You should be your first priority. Are you drinking enough water? Are you exercising? Are you eating well? What are you doing every day to make sure that your well-being is a priority? Um, yes, we should be priorities. Um, I'm going to still agree with that, that, that your, your well-being, um, is important. Um, your, your physical well-being, your mental well-being, um, those are extremely important pieces to, to this, to this life. Um, the way that it, that I have framed it in this video is not to my liking at this at this point but um we should do a better job taking care of ourselves men women um you know uh, we we have we do have to do a better job about taking taking care of ourselves um i think especially in the mental health space um that it's important because if you are not well how are you going to care for those babies how are you going to love on your fur baby? I'm just going to, if you've ever watched, if you have watched Rachel Hollis, uh, for the, for the years, uh, like I have, you can tell in this video how influenced by her, my verbiage is by some of the, the things that I'm saying, um, how I say it. Yes, um, so much influence there. How are you going to get through college? You have to take care of yourself, number one. All right, chapter 20, the lie. I need a hero. I need a hero. Okay, see, I still bust out into song. That part of me will always be there. Can't help it. <laughs> you, you hear the line, you want to sing the song. As the final chapter of this book, um, this one really drove home one core idea for me. I am enough. I am the one that can change my life. One of my favorite scenes um, from one of my favorite movies is from A Knight's Tale. And it's when Heath Ledger's character returns to Sheepside where he was born. And he finds his father, who is now blind. And his father says, um, has my son, you know, has my son returned home and has changed his stars. Has he changed his stars? Has he changed his life? Well, he had. He was the one that pushed through. He's the one that made the changes happen. Did he have help? Absolutely. But he asked for the help. You can't be scared to ask for help. But he's the one that pushed himself. This is the same that for me and for you. You have to make the decision to take the first step open the door, make the phone call, ask the question. This is you and you 
are capable of so much more. Now it's time okay. to fix- <laughs> There were some good things in that in that segment. Um, uh, Night's Tale, still one of my favorite movies. Um, yep, love that movie. Um, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Um, but <laughs> when um, I, I think it's I, I, the part about that that I like, other than uh, talking about one of my favorite movies, is that um, that you have to ask for help. Like you can't be scared to ask for help. It's it's important to be able to um, to kind of let your let your guard down. That's the right word, but just let yourself um, ask for assistance um, when you when you need it. Especially when we when we think about mental health, it can be scary to ask for help when it comes to our mental health. Um, we might be scared to ask somebody to just listen to us or to ask somebody for help in finding somebody to talk to. Um, that can be scary, um, to do that. So I, I, that, that point I still am in agreement with that. We, we do have to, to ask for help. Um, I said something else at the end there and I can't remember what it was, but it was, um, it was more, it was definitely on the, on the, on the spin of toxic positivity of not acknowledging, um, that there are differences, like, yeah, just being very blanket statement on, on something. So what we're going to keep going though, cause for time's sake, a picture, right? What are my five takeaways, um, from this book? So number one, this is real. These are real lies that we tell ourselves. These are real stories that she went through. And this advice is really helpful. Takeaway number two. <laughs> this advice was really helpful. Uh, in some ways. In some ways. We don't build each other up enough. This goes for women and men. We are often too busy tearing each other down than building each other up and helping each other combat these lies. Takeaway number three. You can't change anyone else. You can only change yourself and you are worth working on. Trust me on that one. Takeaway number four, hope. (laughs) Hope is not a strategy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh dear, 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 sweet Heather. Sweet four years ago. Heather, um, oh gosh, I can't, I think maybe I talked about it on the podcast. I don't remember which one, but I feel like I've, I've had this conversation about hope is not a strategy before. Um, I mean, just, just hoping things will change. I mean, no, it's, it's not like you can't just hope. Um, so, (laughs) but still like. It's, it's meant to be motivational, right? In that, in the fact of like, hope is not a strategy, right? So don't just hope about it. Like, do something about it, right? Like, just go forth to conquer, like that type of, like, that's the, 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 um, underpinning of how the Hollis's used this phrase, hope is not a strategy, is just simply meant to get you off your butt and be like, well, I'm just not going to hope this new business. Let me go do something about it. Um, so, you know, I get it. <laughs> it's just, it's just that part of, it's just, it's, it's part of that toxic positivity culture where instead of in, in, you know, they're just going, hope is not a strategy, but then not giving you not giving you real tangible steps of how do you make a strategy? Like, how do you put, how do you come up with a strategy? How do you put it into practice? Like that's the part that it's missing or it's hidden behind a a course, you know, or they they have the illusion that, Oh, but buy my course and I'm going to teach you the strategy. Um, I think that that's the part of this. That's like, ah, it's so frustrating. Not a strategy. 
So if you follow Rachel on Instagram, she says this a lot in her Instagram stories. So much. But how true is this really? Hope is not a strategy. It's like hoping I'll finally get those six-pack abs as I polish off a box of cookies and a bottle of wine with no plans of working out. I mean, that's true. If you want something, <laughs> you have to make a plan and go after it. That's how it works. You can't just hope. You have to make a plan and go after it. Number five. You are made Oh, for you knew it was coming, right? Were you made to be sick? You knew it was coming. You knew made for more was coming. Jeez, Heather. Oh. <sighs> okay. Or anxious or overwhelmed. No! Your creator did not make you to sit still and just hope everything will work out. You were created as part of this grand plan. You have a purpose. It is up to you to get up and get to work. You were made for more, honey. Oh, oh. There's a bonus. Honey. Bonus <laughs> for you today. Um, I love it when Rachel says this because oh. it's so so true. I don't even, I almost don't even want to know. I don't even want to know what I say. Okay. No one cares about your dreams as much as you do. So make a plan and get started today. We'll see you next time. Bye. Or best, better yet, get what did, Wait, wait, hold on, we gotta scroll back. What, is, what does my thing say? <laughs> See you next time. What does this say? Hold on. Hey guys. But how do I get the book? Oh. Or best, better yet, get it on Audible. That's how I first listened to the book. Um. <laughs> I just want to note that, like, my choice of font was not legible. It was very, very Dave. How very Dave Hollis of me when, um, uh, you know, on his like arm tattoo. If you if you are a if you follow this, um, his arm his tattoo on his arm it says uh, something about ships, but the S looks like a uh, it looks like a, or the H looks like a B or something. It's yeah. So um, yeah, terrible font choice, Heather, on the on the transitions there. And it is amazing because Rachel narrates it, so you just get all of her personality, all of the realness. All of the realness. Oh, oh, look, and it recommends a Rachel Hall's video. <laughs> of course it does. Oh, man. Um, okay, there were some, there were a couple good points in there. Um, it was, it was pretty cringe uh, for me. It was, it was pretty cringeworthy um, in regards to just the fact of, just the things that like that I said uh, just the toxic positivity like the pieces that like I took to this like extreme of toxic positivity and, and this will I, I will promise I promise I'm gonna pull this a little bit more together here in just a in just a moment um, we're gonna go look at my old Instagram on, on my like the beginning of my Instagram though so just to to again like this is part of of deconstructing this of of kind of removing the it's it's helping me reframe things in in terms of how I used to be and how I used to say things and then like how I want to do it now and the things that I want and the things that I need to change um, and, and I need to work on moving forward when it comes to um, the toxic positivity thing. So uh, let's take a look real quick at my at my Instagram, the beginnings of my Instagram. So, Okay, here we go. So this is the beginning of of my of my Instagram, uh, way down here. So this was the first one. This was August sixteenth, so just a couple days before that um, that video dropped. Um, and so this one um, is uh, about how to accomplish your goal, right? Um, and so know your purpose, know your purpose, put in the effort, be persistent. Uh, this is actually, I think this is something from the Bobby Bones book, um, <clears throat> talking about your three, like your, your three things or something. I can't remember. Uh, there's my, um, image of, uh, girl, wash your face. Um, oh, sorry. Going the wrong direction. Here we go. Um, what's this one? Oh, look, there's the journal. This is, um, oh wait, is this her journal? 
Hmm. I can't remember what journal this is. This is either. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is a start today journal. Uh, I think. Oof. I have to double check. Okay. Um. Oh, we got my oh coffee talk. I miss doing coffee talks. I'm just gonna be very honest. I used to do like a, a like little like three to five minute talk on Instagram um, every morning while I made my coffee. I haven't done that in a very long time, and I kind of miss it. I may start doing it again. We'll see. Oh, look, there's me editing uh, what we just watched. Look at that. Look how cute I am. Um, oh, and the book review is live. Look at me holding that book. Very profesh. Uh, <laughs> motivational quote alert. Uh, so, all right, again, some more. Um, so here's like Bobby Bones uh, quote, um, Brendan Burchard. Um, here's a Dave Hollis quote, right? If someone has a problem with you becoming a better version of yourself, they're not a person you should have sitting in the front row of your life. Oh, of course not. I mean, I agree. If kind of still agree with that. Um, okay. So let's see. Here's some Rachel quotes. Um, when, when you really want something, you will find a way. And when you don't, you, you don't really want something. You'll find an excuse. I feel like this is also partly a Mel Robbins quote. I'm going to be honest about that. Um, I feel like Mel Robbins says this as well. Um, if you really want something, you will find a way. And when, you, when you really don't want something, you'll find an excuse. Um, wrong. I, I don't... I, it's not black and white like that. It's not a hard and fast. You'll find a way or find an excuse. It's not that. There are lots of other factors that go into this. Um, here's another one. Wake up every day and decide... Or every day you wake up and decide, am I going to be defined by the memories of my past or the vision I have for my future? Well, I think this is a fantastic spot to, uh, or maybe we'll stop uh, looking at my Instagram because I think that um, I'm trying not to be defined by the memories of my past and the toxic positivity that was part of, that was really ruled my life for, for a very long time. Um, and And the vision that I have for the future is to, is to not carry that around, not that posit- that toxic positivity, to not spread that, to actually like, let's talk about emotions, let's have empathy for each other, let's do those those things instead of just telling everybody you should be happy, you should be happy. Um, yeah. Oh, look, there's a here's a oh, this is oh, okay, sorry, we're still scrolling here. Um, last 90 days. Yes. So this is the first time I did last 90 days. Um, this is something that the Hollis's used to do the, uh, last three months of the year. Um, they would set a, a goal to like, stop doing like, you know, stop, um, like give something up for 30 or 90 days. Right. So your morning routine, right. Do your 10, 10 things you're thankful for the dreams that you have, that kind of thing. Um, so there's the, there's the first one there from 2018. This is way back. Oh gosh. Uh, oh, there's day two. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, what was I, I was excited about something here. Oh, oh yeah. I got accepted into, uh, uh, Colorado Christian to get my, uh, to get my project management certification. Yay. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. So we got like, got a bunch of different things here. Um, just, yep, here we go. Oh, look, another Rachel Hollis quote. If you're unhappy, that's on you. Oh. <sighs> Y'all, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Personal development is not for broken people. It's for people who want a better life. So I think, I, I think personal development, um, personal development, I think, there's, there, I should probably do a, I should probably just take this as a note and do a whole quote or a whole like episode about like, like defining like personal development, self-help, like that kind of stuff, like, like defining those things and like breaking it out because I don't, they all get lumped in together. Um, like development and self-help that they all get lumped in together. Um, and I don't think it's always fair to lump them together. Um, oh, I see a Rachel Hollis one, so we're gonna we're gonna at least do. Oh gosh, there's two. Lord, uh, it's not the fe- fear of failure that keeps you in this place. It's a fear of what other people think of your failure. 
Nah. Uh, oh, here's another one. This is, oh, this is from Girl Stop Apologizing. Uh, I guess this book had come out by this point. When was this? So this was in November of 2018. Hmm. When did that book come out? Because the... Because Girl Wash Your Face came out at the beginning of 2018. In February. Huh. Who you are is defined by the next decision you make, not the last one. Hmm. Okay. Alright, we're gonna, um... Yep. Oh, there's good old Ed Milet. Y'all, this is like... This, this backup, uh, this scroll through is just... Is just like the, the collection of the toxic positivity starter kit. <laughs> except for, I, I'm going to say, except for possibly uh, Jessica. Um, um, I cannot think of her last name at this moment. Um, Noonday. Um, Honiger. I think it's her last name. Just blanking on it right now. Uh, I did like this book. There's good things in that book. But again, I probably if I went back and read it now um, or looked at it, there's probably toxic positivity like woven in through there. Um, let's let's take a look at this one. So not having the knowledge just makes you teachable, not stupid. I mean, I think that's fair. I'm gonna say that's a fair one. I'm gonna give you a plus on that one, Rach. Um, yeah. Let's so look at these books. So let's look at what I have here. Um, so we have Brenda Burchard. Um, uh, there's another Brennan Burchard book here, Motivation Manifesto. Uh, oh gosh, we have like Scammer of Scams, uh, Dean Graziosi uh, here. Yeah, I gotta unfollow him. Um, so the books on here that like are actually like valuable to read, Leadership 2.0, that's a good book. Ward and Brilliance, fantastic book. I did a review on it um, way back in the 100 Days of Podcast. You can go find it um, on your favorite podcast platform. Um, and John C. Maxwell. I like him too. So we got, we got, and Jen Hatmaker. Um, I like Jen Hatmaker. I don't feel like she's, I don't feel like she's on that toxic positivity train. Um, like others. She's been through some rough times. Oh, look, here we go. Oh, we got Dean Graziosi quote. (laughs) Uh, uh, Oh, y'all. This is just, Mm. it is yeah this is I love this picture of me sorry just randomly it's it's a good one um yeah okay and I feel like like we're kind of coming out of the well there's still a Brenda Burchard quote um yeah I feel like because there was a point in time here right that like, yeah, so where I stopped posting for a while. And so then you can start to see where things, like, kind of take a change um, in kind of what I'm focused on and, and kind of how I'm putting stuff out in the world. Um, you know, the kind of the messaging. Um, as I launched my podcast, so, right, like, I counted down from uh, from 10 uh, of my, like, favorite podcast and and stuff. Um, I know Rachel's was in there. I know their Rise Together podcast, her and Dave, it was in there too. So, um, yeah. Okay. But we, we see how, like, yes, yeah, I reviewed Dave's book too early on in the podcast. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So, oh, see, oh yeah, here's, here's where I went to the, to the Rise, uh, Rise X Live. Um, so this was in May of 2020, right? So this pandemic, so you can see, like, I, there was a lot in, in here that just, um, yeah, it definitely was, um, it definitely was a big influence on, on kind of what I, what I did and what I said and how I felt, um, And when I think back to it, all this positivity was just masking my feelings. I I wasn't able to truly work through the emotions that I was going through. 
And, and so I want to say this. I am sorry. I I am sorry if I ever made you feel like your feelings were not valid. If um, and you just and I and I told you that you just needed to be positive and look on the bright side. That um, in one of the TED talks that I watched to in prepping for this. The example that uh, one of them used was, you know, like when you're growing up, your, you know, your parents even say, well, you know, eat your vegetables because so-and-so in this country doesn't have their vegetables. Like it's like shaming you into, into having this like feeling of like, of why I should be grateful, um, which is, you know, if if that's part of toxic positivity is that you should always be, you should be grateful, even though the bad things are happening, be grateful for it. No, <laughs> like it's, you can be grateful and you can be thankful for the things that you have, but you can't deny them. You, you have to work through the emotions versus just saying, just focusing on the positive part. You actually need to feel the emotions and talk through the emotions versus putting them behind um, rose-colored glasses. And I'm not perfect at this. I still do this from time to time. This is a process to to deconstruct this and, and reverse the things that 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 I was like that I was just like engulfing myself in for so many years. Um, and now, you know, now I, I can go and take a more critical look, critical listen to those things because the, the veil has been lifted and I, and I see that now. Um, and, and you know, so why now, why am I going through this? Because I'm tired of masking. I'm tired of masking my emotions. I, I'm tired of hiding behind that that positivity wall that's not helping anybody. Um, I'm doing it because Rachel and Dave, who are now divorced, right? They've shown their true colors in various ways on on Instagram and social media, um, in in some of the things that they've done. And it's so it makes it feel like okay, you were putting all this energy and you were putting this out there, but now you weren't you weren't living by that. You weren't showing that right that, now that was, that was me and lots of other people that put them on that pedestal. And so when things happen, we, you know, they, they have this, you know, fall from grace. Um, that, that's our bad for putting them up there, but they were putting themselves out there as this example to, uh, aspire to. And then, um, it, it all falls apart and it makes you go back and take a look and, and I want to take responsibility. I want to take responsibility for the things that I said, the things that I did in the name of choosing joy uh, and in pushing that on people. I want to take responsibility for the times that I did that. For That's why we just listened to that video and watched that YouTube. That's why we just went through my Facebook, it, or Facebook, my Instagram. It's cringy. It's not, <laughs> you know, it. I look back at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, Heather, like, really seriously girl um but i have to take this time to heal i have to take this time to push forward i have to learn from it i have to move you know learn how to move from toxic positivity to to that normal emotion how to have normal emotions how to talk about normal emotions all right thank you so much uh for hanging in there with me uh, I know that was a lot of ground uh, we covered there watching uh, the book review that I did and talking through some of my posts on Instagram. And I, I want to, again, apologize for when I was over the top with my toxic positivity in the past. And I want to restate that being positive and happy are not bad things. They are not bad things whatsoever. I love to be positive. I love to be happy. I those are two of my favorite emotions. Like when I'm smiling and laughing and, and being joyful, like those are great. But it's when that positivity is masking the real emotions, when it's not allowing you uh, to, to feel those emotions or makes you feel like those real emotions aren't valid. So part two comes out on Thursday. So stay tuned. 
Uh, we will dive in deeper into toxic positivity. I have a couple of TED Talks uh, and some YouTube videos that I'm going to share some pieces of. And there's an article that uh, I share some information from. Because uh, we're really going to focus on right digging into like kind of what more of what is toxic positivity. And then how do we overcome toxic positivity? How do we, how do we flip the switch? Uh, what can we do to, to get out of that space? But until then, uh, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. If you could, uh, if you could subscribe to the podcast, maybe leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Uh, if you're over on YouTube, I uh, would love it if you would subscribe to the channel, turn on the notifications, hit the like button, comment, uh, have some chats with me, come over to Instagram, all of that fun stuff. Um, but until Thursday, when I will be back here with part two, I want you to remember that you are loved, you are worthy, and there are great things ahead for you in this life if you trust and believe in the Lord. We'll see you Thursday. <music>